online community. I'll say good morning to all those around the world that the Lord has allowed us to be able to reach through media. (laughs) It's such a blessing, such a blessing to be in the house of the Lord and be among the saints, amen, and especially that his presence is here. His presence is here. You know, uh, I want to make a confession. (laughs) I uh, usually, you know, when I'm praying, God always just immediately drop a word to me, and and then I run for it. I just go. Uh, this past week, I, I think I had hit Friday, and nothing had came. And uh, I sat there with the Bible in my hand, in my lap, <laughs> all day Friday, waiting for the Lord to give me a word. If the Lord doesn't give you a word, you might as well don't come with what you got. <laughs> Just, it's no need and I remember saying to Dr. Manley, and he said to me, he said, it'll come, it'll come. And I'm like this when it's approaching, like when you're approaching a deadline. <laughs> you're ready for that assignment uh, to be over. You, you're ready for that assignment so when you can present your stuff to the teacher, it will be approved. So I have this prayer partner, one of my many prayer partners, and uh, she called me. She said, what you doing? I said, I'm sitting here waiting on the Lord to give me a word. <laughs> she said, well, it will come. As I started praying, I started praying again, like I always do, just praying. And then the Lord dropped the word in my spirit. And I said to the Lord, I said, now, Lord, you just gave me a short duration of time now. I'm used to, you know, just going through and for days, you know, just soaking and emerging myself in the word. And I said, well, Lord, you know, you, you, you dropped this quick. And immediately when he dropped it, he began to unload the scriptures that he wanted me to deliver. So today I'm grateful because <laughs> not only do I, the Lord has given us a word, but he's allowed me to share the word that he has given me to you. Amen. So I'm thankful and I'm grateful. Now for all them preachers out there that what I don't understand, that they can get it on a Saturday night and preach it on a Sunday, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> that I don't understand. I, I don't understand. Because I like to sit down and I like to eat. Amen. I, I, I like to dine. I like to emerge myself in the Word of God. And I like to sit and hear what the Spirit has to say. So I can understand now why, you know, whatever, that congregation don't get anything. And why they're always looking somewhere else to eat. It's because they're not receiving. But then we're going to go to what the Lord has given me uh, on Friday, I mean Friday evening. Uh, to share with the body of Christ. And today, what he dropped in my spirit is called the seasons of life. The seasons of life. The first place we're going to go to is in the book of Ecclesiastes. 
going to the book of Ecclesiastes, as we were riding along the way, coming to church, coming to fellowship, coming to be a partaker of what the Lord had to say this morning, uh, Dr. Manley and, and, and uh, <laughs> Sister Doris was, they were just a talking, they were just all in the message. They were just talking. I'm just, I'm sitting there listening and saying, God, thank you for confirmation. And, and so we're going to talk about the seasons of life. And going to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number three. We're going to start in chapter number three. You walk with me now because we won't be before you long, but we will give you what the Spirit gave to me and he continuously to give. Now, in verse number one in Ecclesiastes chapter number three, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. It says now to every Thing, there is a season and, which is in a conjunction, and a time to every purpose under the sun. This is what Solomon says. He said to everything, the most wisest person, one that asked God for wisdom, he began to quote, he began to say to everything everything there's two things that applies to the thing there is a season which is a set determined time and then there's time which is a duration and that duration it has a purpose and see in that purpose it talks about season and time Now, when we look at the natural sense of season, what we fail to understand that spiritually, when it talks about seasons, when we begin to talk about seasons spiritually, some seasons are allocated, well, all seasons are allocated a certain amount of time. No season can go beyond the barrier that God has set. If you, if you ever notice, you notice that whenever winter is trying to end, or supposedly in the natural end, if you ever notice, it tries to hold on as long as it can because in the natural, it knows springtime is coming. So in our spiritual life, we have to understand that whatever season that we're in, there is an allocated of time which is a duration that's been set by God. It's been set. It's been set by God. And the Bible says there to every purpose. See, every purpose in our life has a season and a time. We may not understand it, but every purpose in our lives, it has a season and a time. Now, Let's drop on down to verse number 11. Hmm. Hmm. Now, verse number 11 in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3, it says this. It says, he hath made everything, everything, whatever that thing is, whatever that season is. He hath made everything. Thing beautiful 
in his time. Whose time? In his time. Also, it says, he had set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Now, let me explain something about that season. Hmm. And he talks about everything is beautiful in this time. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, it's still beautiful in his time. That's why he says all things work together for the good. The good, the bad, and the ugly. For those that are called and those that love God for his purpose. Okay? But all things he says, he says, and everything, he has made everything beautiful. Whatever season of life, whatever life has given you, God said, it's beautiful. You may not agree with God's explanation of beautiful but God says whatever it is whatever that season you're in he says that it's beautiful and then he goes on and he began to talk about how he has set the world it says in their heart or in your heart he has set the world that word world there means he has set eternity In your heart. I'm like, wow, God. And when you're talking about eternity, hmm, eternity is that hidden time, the period that is beyond the present. That's what eternity is. It is the period beyond the present. He has set the hidden things in our hearts. He said eternity. He said everlasting things in our heart. See, when we can understand that in every season or whatever season we're in in life, it has a purpose. Okay? Now, we're talking about the seasons of life. We're going to get down here in this. Look at Verse number 14 in Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Have you ever considered that difficult things in your life, God said they are beautiful? (laughs) We don't always call them beautiful, do we? Thank you, minister. We don't always call them beautiful, but God does. Now, in verse number 14 in Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, it says, now look at, the, look at the conclusion that Solomon comes to. He says, I do what? I know, I know that. I know that. He has come to a conclusion now. Because he's talking about 
the seasons of life. He lists a whole laundry list of seasons that we go through in life. And he comes to a conclusion. He says, I know that whatsoever God what doeth, it shall be forever. You can't change it. He says, whatsoever God doeth, it, sh- it shall be forever. And then he says this, nothing can be put to it, <laughs> nor anything taken from it. That men should fear before him. That's why he says you can't put nothing to it. And you can't take anything away. Whatever that's been allocated in life for that season, you can't add to it and you can't subtract from it. It's it's already been set a duration of time. Now, you got to understand something. Time to us is different from time to God. See, we think, oh, it needs to be hurry up and it's over with. God said no. He says a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day. You see how God's time is. His time is not like our time, what we look at. You know, we think things are supposed to end at a certain point, And then it's supposed to begin at no, no. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. In our own, in our little carnal minds, we may think that, but see, we have to take on the thoughts of God. God said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. See, we have to get in a line with the way the Lord thinks. And I shared with this system with them on, on Wednesday. I heard this preaching. There's not too many preachers I listen to. Because I, I, I expect to receive something when I'm dining, when I'm eating. And he began to talk about how there are so many detours in life. You know what I'm saying? How many detours are there? You're trying to get to your destination, but somehow, way, you're always running into a detour. See, that's part of the seasons in life. You got, you got, you got many details. And so whatever, whatever has been allocated in this season in your life, God said, you can't add to it. You can't change it. You can't take it away. You just got to, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. You just got to suffer through it. You got to suffer through it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm-mm-mm. And the reason why, if, if God does not do what he needs to do in our lives, he says, now, I have to do this so that men, a man, will fear God. See, right now, we've lost reverence for God. We put our mouth on things God tells us not to. We've lost reverence for God. We, we, we have demoted God down to the, to the standards of man. And he's sovereign, he's holy, he's righteous. He is, oh, when you look at your own life and the seasons that you have already come through, you ought to be standing in awe of our God. When, when, whatever that season, what, sometimes, some, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Sometimes we go through a season that's pure, pure hell. But somehow we are able to get out of that season 
and you call it life, and we come on the other side and we look back and like, wow, how in the world did I make it through? And we stand in awe of our God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And each season now, we need to set a goal. We need to set a goal, a goal so that we can enjoy for what that season presents. Because, see, every season has both good and bad in it. Every season has both good and bad. And most times we focus on the bad because, see, we, we, we get override. We, we, over, we need to learn to override the thoughts that we have because, see, God says even that bad stuff is working for our good. It's still beautiful. Only God can take that. Whatever's in that season, whatever's happening in life, only God can take it, reshape it, mold it, do whatever he can do to make some changes in our, only God can do that. We talk about seasons of life. Seasons. Now, let's look now at Genesis chapter number 8. We're going to look at Genesis chapter 8. So, so what is a season? What, what, what is a season? A season is a time frame that has been allocated or an allotment for something to happen in our lives. It's been allocated. Whatever season you're in now, it's been allocated to you. It's been allotted to you. Hmm. Whatever is happening that's in your life right now, it's been allocated to you. Hmm. Let's go Genesis 8. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Genesis chapter number 8, looking at verse number 22. Genesis chapter 8, looking at verse number 22. Now, we have to understand here in Genesis chapter 8, verse number 22 says, While the earth remaineth, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, he says, it shall not cease. And these are opposites. They're opposites. Now, seed time. Seed time. The seed time, seed and time, is that season of preparation. It's a season of preparation. God dropped this to me this morning, and I had to quickly write it down. He said, Everything that's in life, everything in life, everything that we're going to experience that pertains to life is in the seed. Remember? Seed, time. Time is process. We don't like time, do we? We don't like process. But Whatever is in that seed, in the season of your life right now, what's in that seed, it goes through a process. And that process is not always 
good. You see, a seed goes through some... It's interesting that, that the Lord would not allow us to see the process of what actually happens to a seed once you bury it. Because that seed goes through a whole lot of stuff under the ground. It's hidden. You, you have no clue. What that, when it begins to break open, that, there's a lot of things. Things pull on that seed that's on the inside of you. Things, I mean trials, tribulations, these things, they pull on that See, in order... To reach that point of what's actually in you, that seed, and everything that's in that seed that pertains to life, it's got to, ooh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. It's got to have some dirt. Anybody got had any dirt lately? Huh. Anybody had it? You know how you shovel? See, it can't grow unless, it, ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. You can't grow unless you get some dirt. Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me, God. You see, from that seed time, that, that in that season, during that time, in order for you to be able to get everything out of that seed, in the season that God has you in, in order to be able to harvest what you sow, so you got to be careful what you sow in the seasons of life. You have to be careful now what you sow. We're going to get to it. You have to be careful what you sow, what you scatter. You got to be careful. Of what you're sowing. You know... Put a pen right there, and we're going to go. Let's go to Galatians chapter number, Galatians chapter number 6, while we're putting a pen there. Galatians chapter number 6, and talking about being careful of the seeds that you sow. Yesterday, I got a call from someone that at one point had been here, but they were no longer here. Hadn't heard from them about three years, maybe three and a half years, might be four years. And when I noted from the phone, I, I saw the name because I still had their number. See, one thing about this old crazy preacher right here, this old pastor right here, I don't care where, you, where you're going or not. Folk will call. And you know what I will do? I will answer. <laughs> People call. When they're going through, they'll call. And then this person called, and I, apparently they had heard something about somebody that had left from here. And I said, um, excuse me? Well, when was the last time you heard from? Well, that ain't none of your business because people that leave here all the time still calls me. They still think I'm their pastor. They still want me to minister. I don't care. They might be at another man's church, another woman's church, but they still call and ask me, what do I think? 
they call. I, hmm. That's when you got to learn to wait on the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit will give you an answer. He'll give you an answer. May not be the answer they want to hear, but the Spirit will give you an answer. And as they progress in what they were saying, I, hey, I don't know. That's them, that, I said, I don't disclose. This is what I said to them. Even though I knew, even though I knew, even though I had communicated with who they was asking me about, I didn't disclose anything about, I said, them just, I said, I don't know. That's them folks' business. And then this morning it come to me, I understood what Dr. Mellie said sometimes. He said, mind the business that pays you. It took me to, to this morning to understand what he had been saying all this time. They needed to mind their business. Clean up around your own back door. I hadn't heard from you three, four years, and you're going to call and ask me about somebody else that's left the church? That ain't none of your business. You don't know about their season. You don't know what they've been through. And then they had the audacity to tell me about the church they were going to. Oh, they said we men, we, we meet six days a week. We, we communicate over the phone. Well, I wonder what happened to the church, though. <laughs> and then they said, see, they were stuck in a the season. They said, you know, my pastor, he just got through. Doing a three-day revival. Honey, let me tell you something. If you don't get it on Wednesday and Sunday, I don't care who else comes up and preach whatever. All you are doing is swapping sermons. So what I said to him was, I said, let me tell you something. You see, you got to be able to give, give the devil a word when the devil comes with a word. I said, well, you know, we just got through doing a mission to Ukraine. A world mission. Oh, 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 oh. You know, I didn't quite understand that. I, I said, well, let me school you. And you bet the Holy Ghost schooled them. Come out of that old season. Swapping. Same thing they've been taught from, from their pastors on Wednesday and Sunday. Here comes somebody, they have no clue about their life. But yet, all of a sudden, they still stuck in yesterday. Well, let me tell you something. The God that I serve is a progressive God. Now, if I want to stay stuck in yesterday, if you want to stay stuck in yesterday, we would not be able to reach people around the world through technology. They were still that in that season where they were still stuck. Still stuck. Holy Spirit, where am I? Oh. Mm. They were stuck. And next thing I know, I said, well, how is your child? I flipped that conversation right quick. 
flipped it. Got no time for mess. People dying everywhere. Souls, people on the way to hell. I mean, everything. Let me tell y'all something. That missile that Putin released and warned the United States about the missile he recently released, you know what he calls it? He calls it Satan too. And we worried about swapping sermons. Some of you have already heard. Preaching the same old thing. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after. I don't want to hear that. You better know what season are you in. Because see, life has many seasons. Let me show you something about sowing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let, let, let's go to Galatians chapter number 6. Ain't got time to be gossiping. Because that's what it was. I ain't heard from you in four years. You going to try to tell me about somebody's been? Go sit down. Thank you. Zip it. This is not the season to be running around loose lip. This is the season we really need to be praying. Thank you. Galatians chapter number 6. Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter number 6. Galatians chapter number 6. Looking at verse number 7. Mm. Galatians 6. Verse number 7. It says, Be not deceived. Now that word deceived there in the Greek means roam from safety. You got to be careful when you're roaming. Do not be deceived when the real truth is being released. Don't be deceived by being seduced. I wasn't about to get seduced. I didn't have time for that. I paid a bill on that phone. I'll pray for you if that's what you're calling for. But you got no time for no mess. It tells us here that word deceived means this is the time we need to be careful that we do not go astray. Or it says be out of the way. The way is the way of God. And this is why he says that. He says now, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Now, he says, for whatsoever a man soweth, what are you scattering? That shall he also reap. You see, you can sow a seed, but you'll reap a harvest. You sow a seed, farmers. You sow a seed, that little tiny something that has everything to your life that's pertaining in that. And whatever you are sowing, it says you're going to reap more than what you sowed. You got to be careful what you're sowing. Because, see, that harvest, that field, it's going to come back. And you've got to be careful that you're not in somebody else's harvest. See, everybody got to sow their own seed. 
But you don't want to be trying to work in something, work in somebody else's field, because you just might get their harvest, because you really don't know what seed they've been sowing. Now watch the word. Watch, watch, watch the word. He says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Hmm. Because, see, everything has a consequence. Everything, every act, every act has a consequence. All right, now. Verse 8 says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. What is he saying to us? Whatever you're sowing in your flesh, your, your lustful desires, it says you will reap corruption. Well, what is corruption? It says you're going to, re- you're going to reap decay and ruins. See, that's why you have to be careful with your soul. Because, see, remember, every act has a consequence. If you sow, if I sow to my flesh, I'm not talking about skin. I'm talking about these old lusty, lustful desires that we have that lead us astray. That's why God said, don't be, don't be, be not deceived. Because, see, we can go astray following our desires, our fleshly desires, and we will begin to, to end up reaping corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, if you sow to righteousness and holiness, he said, you're going to get everlasting life. See, that's why it's so important in this day and time that the season that we need to be in, because Christ is soon to come back, we need to be living a holy life. Can I get an amen on that? Got to have an amen. Then he says, verse number nine, whatever season in life you're in, whatever your season is, he says in verse number nine, Galatians chapter six, he says, and let us, us, he changes that thing. And let us not be weary in well-doing. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. He said, don't be, when you're doing the right thing, he said, don't be weary in that. You look around and you're like, oh, everybody, you know, they getting this and they getting that and they live like this. and that. No, God said, don't be weary in your well-doing. And he says, for in due season, in that allocated amount of time, he says, ye shall reap if we faint. We got too many fainting Christians. Things don't go that way. They don't want to faint. Come on. The least, the least uh, adversity, we want to faint. Oh, I can't make it. It's so hard. Get up. Get in the word. That's where your strength is. We want to faint. It's no time to be fainting. Christ is at hand. His coming is at hand. It's it's closer than it ever was. It is not time to be fainting. Holy Spirit. Mm, 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 mm. Y'all all right? Yeah. See, 
Now, in every season, every uh, allocation of time, duration of time, it begins with sowing a seed as well as receiving instructions. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 26. We're almost done here. Genesis chapter number 26. We talked about seasons of life. Everybody know where they are. I don't have to tell you whether you're right or whether you're wrong. You already know. I don't have to take the Bible and beat you across your head and remind you what you're doing. No, you already know. I already know. Can I get an amen on that? Genesis chapter number 26. See, every season began with instructions and how to sow that seed. Now, we're going to get beyond that sowing that seed. Then you know how them preachers on, on TV is about sow that seed, sow that seed. They talk about money. No, it's more than that. <laughs> a whole lot more than that. We're going to have the scriptures to show us. Now, in, in chapter number 26 in the book of Genesis, verse number 1. It says, and there was a famine in the land besides the first famine, which was a hundred years prior to that, that was in the days of Abraham. And then it says, and Isaac went unto Amalek, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. Now, the Philistines there, these are the devices of your flesh. Now, verse number two says, and the Lord appeared unto him. Now, he's talking about Isaac, you know. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, here's instructions. Go not down into Egypt. Then he tells him to dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Look at the instructions. He shows up in a place, but God tells him not to go down into Egypt. Egypt, symbolic of the world. He says, don't go down. It even tells you that before you go enter into the world or do the things of the world, it tells you <laughs> what's going to happen. That word before that say down. Does it not? Are y'all there? Verse 2. It says, see, right when we get ready to make a decision in our seasons of life, the Lord will appear. Whatever, whatever decision we have to make or getting ready to make, the Lord will appear. Because the Bible says the Lord appeared unto him. And he gives him instructions. See, in, in our seasons of life, God gives us. We can't say, I did not know. Because God gives us instructions. He tells him, he said, now don't, 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 don't go down into Egypt. He's already said, don't go into the world. Because if you go into the world, your, your path for the world is down. That's what the word says there. He said, go not down into, the, into Egypt, but dwell in the land which I tell thee. Now, when you drop down to verse number 6, it tells you where he dwelt or where his pilgrimage was. 
And verse 6 says, and Isaac dwelt in Gerar. In other words, that land of pilgrimage, that he, he dwelt right where God told him to remain. Now, let's say something to you. That sowing season in our life is the most difficult. Why is it the most difficult? It's the most difficult because it requires faith and it also requires being able to follow the instruction of God when there's a famine on board. See, you, 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 you have to know why it's so difficult. And see, sometimes there is hesitancy when God gives us instructions or God tells us what he wants us to do in that season of life, the seasons of life. Now, watch when, you, when we obey, when we obey what God says. Watch what happens when we obey what God says. Look at verse number 12 in Genesis chapter number 26. Remember now, he's given him some instructions. And let me tell you something. Some things that God gives us sometimes to us, it just don't make no sense. But you've got to have faith in order to carry it out. Okay? You know, especially in hard times when God tells you to go bless somebody and you know you feel like you're already suffering like. Or you, need, you, you just got a few kibbles and bits and God said, go bless that person. Sometimes we struggle. Can we get real? Well, maybe I'm the only one that said, Lord, I don't know if I want to give that person that much money. I don't know if I need to do it. Am I the only one that's talked to God like that? Oh, okay, come on, all y'all other lying folk, that you don't never question God when he tell you to go bless somebody. And it's your last. You hold on, you will hold on. To, you will talk and you will wrestle. Now, God, this is really you. Let me find me. Let me find a confirmation. Let me find somebody that's going to go into agreement with me. Well, your agreement is supposed to be with God. He had already spoke. You got to be careful now who you got. Oh, Holy Spirit. You have to be careful who your partner is that coming into agreement with you. Because, see, the Bible tells us in that agreement, you got to make sure you're agreeing on the same thing. Listen, we, oh, Lord. Mm, mm. Mm, mm. You have to make sure you line up. They line up with the word, not with foolishness. Okay, let me, let me, let me go. Let me go. Now, watch what happens in verse 12. He says, Then Isaac sold in that land, the land of Gura. Now, it was a famine in that land. Right now, we got a famine all over the world. Not so much of bread and food or, or water and drink, and, and not so much of that, but there's a famine of the world. People running to and fro, to and fro, and to and fro. Sit your tail down. He says, Then Isaac sold in that land where he received the instructions. And watch what the Bible says. It says, And he received. In the same year, how much? A hundredfold. 
Now, when you follow the instruction of God, you're going to receive a hundredfold. And then he turned around and he said, and the Lord blessed him. Listen, I'd much rather the Lord bless me than man bless me. Because most time man got some type of attachment with what he gave you. Thank you, sister. Man will have a, that's why you got to be careful who you allow to put something in your hand. Because they may want something later on down the road that you're not able to give. Wait for the Lord to bless. And let me tell you something, the Lord will, the Lord will bless you. One of my prayer partners said to me, so they were just sitting there, had been going through depression. And so as they were sitting there, so they had a thought in their mind, well, you know, I would like to have this to eat. So all of a sudden, that was a knock on her door. And when she goes to the door, the very thing that she thought she would like to have to eat came. Somebody had brought it to her, and they had no clue that they were following the instructions of the Lord. See, when God will bless you, he, he can make people bless you that don't want to don't give to you. God, God can do that thing. Now, thank you, Holy Spirit. We're almost done here. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 11. Ecclesiastes, chapter 11. Thank you, Lord. A season of hesitancy. When you're hesitating. See, there are seasons in life when we hesitate. And we won't sow. Whether it be love, forgiveness, or anything else, we will not. We will not sow it. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter number 11, looking at verse number 4. Chapter 11, verse number 4. It says, he that observeth the wind should not do what? It won't sow. We hold on to that seed, that's, you know, we hold on and won't sow it. Then he says, and he that regardeth the clouds... Shall not reap. Well, illustration the Lord gave me. What the illustration was a true thing. When he says <laughs> in that word, he said, He that observeth the wind shall not sow. In other words, when you observe something that's gonna be have an adverse effect that we think, you won't do what needs to be done. The example that he gave me is my, my sister and I, we walk. Well, we're supposed to be walking, okay? And we'll get a call. We'll call up one another and say, well, we're going to walk today. <laughs> and she'll go out on the front porch and she said, well, you know, the wind's blowing out there. I don't think we need to go because it's going to be too cool. Well, listen, if I'm trying to, to lose weight, and, and she definitely needs to lose weight, okay? Then 
Sometimes that adversity, we need to go on out there and do it. Because, see, we're going to come out on the better end when we do it. But if we watch all these conditions around us, we will not stow. In that season of life, if we, oh, Holy Spirit, if we wait till conditions are ripe or conditions are ready, in our mind, we will never succeed. Well, I would start me a business, but I would go out there and cut my grass. But if I cut it, clouds out there and it's going to rain and it's going to come right back. Coach, you see, a cloud does not mean it's going to rain. See, we're, sometimes we're in that season where we hesitate. Anybody been hesitating? And you know you're supposed to, but you can find every reason not to. Come on, y'all, let's get real. That latter part of that verse that said, you won't be able to read. If you pay attention to everything else, you won't be able to reap that which you have sown. You, can't, you won't have nothing to gather in. You won't have anything. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I heard that little bird outside there say, Amen. Did y'all hear him? <laughs> he said, Amen. I heard him. <laughs> oh, God. Seasons of life. Life. Now, let's go to the last verse. Let's go, go to the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter number 10. Hosea chapter number 10. Are we there? And we're going to look at verse number 12. Talk about the seasons of life. Verse number 12. Are we there? It says, So... To yourselves in what? Righteousness. Now, this is what holy living will bring you. It says, the next word is reap in what? Mercy. If you sow into holy living, righteousness, it says, when you need some mercy, you'll reap mercy. And then he says, Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground. That fallow ground is your heart. God says, listen, if you want to have a good crop in you, he says now, you got to break up the fallow ground. See, that fallow ground is your heart. Too many of us got some weeds in the heart. He said, break it up. He, in other words, he says, clear the feed of weeds before you sow. And, you know, and, and, and first, I, I said to myself, I said, well, okay, okay Lord, we're going to begin by, we're going to break up the, break up the, breaking up the ground, break up the fallow ground. Begin to plow in the heart. 
See, fallow ground is that unused ground. He says, he tells us to clear the field of the weeds before you start sowing that seed. Because, you know, you can mess up your own harvest. We do know that, right? And then he gives me this about those weeds that's in the heart. He said, before you start sowing, the first thing you need to clear out of your heart are the weeds of bitterness. Weeds of unforgiven or unforgiveness. Weeds of hate. Anybody hating anybody? Don't, don't raise your hand. So before you can get a good harvest, our hearts got to get right. How are you going to reap mercy when you don't show no mercy? And the reason why you don't show mercy, because you still, oh, Holy Spirit, you still got bitterness in your heart. I love them, but no, they got to stay way over yonder. Come on. What kind of love is that? I don't think sometimes we even realize what we be saying. God said, in, in your heart, you got, we got to clear out some mess in our hearts. Boy, it's quiet in here, but the word of God is tight. That might be why he gave me just a day and a half on his word. Because he knows we won't be able to take two. Who are you bitter with today? Thank the Lord. Who you, world, who you bitter with? Let me tell you about unforgiveness. You know who's held hostage when you can't forgive? You. When you can't forgive, that means you yourself is in bondage. Up, oh, stupid. I'm talking to me. You let the Holy Spirit talk to you. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. God said, pull those weeds out. It's messing up your crop. And you wonder why my field is in such a deray. Could very well be them seeds of bitterness you've been sowing. Instead of sowing, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. He said, instead of sowing love, you're sowing bitterness, hatred, envy. Excuse me. Do we not know everything that we have is temporal? It's going back to the ground where we came from. It's going back to the dust. We all are dust. That's what the Bible says. You can dress up dust. You can paint up dust. And it's still going to go back to dust. And we str- sit down, dust, because that's what the Bible says. The Bible says your foundation is dust. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how much money you don't have. It doesn't make any difference about the playing field you own. We all are dust, and we're going back to dust. We got to understand what season of life. We end. Let me tell you something. We are closer to the end. When you get to looking into this Bible and you look at the time frame that it was written in, the many of years, thousands of years it was written, 
That means this generation is closer than the previous generations were. They were talking about the coming of the Lord back then. We're just talking about the coming of the Lord. Come on. Know what season you're in. Like I told them, man, ain't time to be talking about nobody. At one time, that person's supposed to be your friend. But you want to call and gossip about their life. What season are you in? What season in life are you in? If God forgive me, if I could have got through the phone, Minister Earl, I would have slapped them down. You know why I would have slapped them down? Because of their mouth. You got to be careful where you put your mouth, because you don't never know where you're going to end up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You want to rouse the indignation in me? <laughs> Start talking about my brothers and my sisters. God, I mess around and open up your closet and all your skeletons will come out. Those that you think that been hidden. What season is Are we in the season of love? House of destiny. Are we in the season of kindness and generosity to be like Christ? Is that the season of life we're in? See, we have to examine each season that we're in. We got to examine the seasons of life. Thank you, Lord. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.